Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. Here's my work wife, James Hardigan. Happy Platinum Jubilee Day, Joe. Okay, so I know the Jubilee is a queen's anniversary of being a benevolent and kind ruler of your fair land. What is platinum? A certain year? 70 years. She's been she the queen for 70 years? Reigned for 70 years. The longest reign of any monarch in history. Wow, holy shit. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I, get, I don't know what you say to people. Coming up on today's show, <laughs> another scoop is in the books. We had highs, we had lows, and we had mediums. Nice. One last visit from Howard Swains before he gets left alone until WCOOP. Plus, we've got two real guests on the show. Barry Uzi, the Canadian, the Canadian streamer who made a deep run in the 10K main event and the winner of that tournament, the champion of the high buy-in main event. Yes, welcome Inferno is $1.1 million richer than he was yesterday, and he is on the show today. Exciting stuff. Finally, all of the guests, the revolving door superfan, Chris Robinson will be here as the 2022 World Series gets underway in Vegas. He's challenging me on the subject of World Series of Poker main event history. Yeah, about that. Um, we'll talk about it later. Whatever it is, I'm sure I'm going to get shellacked. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> I uh, This is normally where we would talk about all the shit we've watched, but my guess is that James and I have been too busy with Scoop, me with doing comedy gigs at night. James works double shifts. One thing you guys have to remember is James works like a full work day with his like poker star's office job and then does Scoop. Correct. And I do Scoop and then go out and do comedy at nighttime. So we both kind of... Uh, burn the candle at both ends have not had a ton of time to watch stuff it's been a really full-on month and i'm not complaining because it's been a lot of fun but we had ept monte carlo at the start of may we've had three and a bit weeks of scoop taking us to the end of the month it's been full-on so yeah finding time for like to watch stuff or just kind of chill out has proved difficult yeah so one night i got home from comedy and uh I was like not really down for watching anything. I just kind of wanted to scroll my phone for a minute before bed. And so my girlfriend wanted to watch The Time Traveler's Wife. So just to be clear, because yeah. I saw the movie when I was still a film critic, I had to review the movie with Eric Banner and Rachel McAdams. Yes. They've now done a TV adaptation. Why? The movie was bad enough. And here's I figured this out. So my girlfriend is watching it and she's like, yeah, it's not that great, but I read the book. So I really want to see this. And I'm like, oh, my God, the time traveler's wife is Jack Reacher for girls. <laughs> like it is. You're like, it's kind of schlocky. It's kind of. But it's made exactly for me. It's made exactly for the kind of shit that makes my pleasure sensors go off. Uh, so I was like, cool. You watch time traveler's wife. Uh, there was a new Norm McDonald special that came out. I don't know if you know about this, James. Uh, he recorded it like days before he died uh, from home into a webcam. Oh, um, strange yeah and so i i watched it a little bit before one of our scoop streams i got up early and watched the first half of it and i ended up not being able to finish it just a little too close to home for me um but people are really really loving it which is good i was afraid it wouldn't come across that well because it's very strange doing comedy like zoom comedy to yourself but uh one thing that was a little happier was uh, I was waiting to drive back from Vegas after my show this weekend, and we decided to put on Stranger Things Season 4. 
Yawn, no interest. Yeah, so I did quit Stranger Things. When did you quit? Midway through season two. Okay, I quit midway through season three. And when I watched the recap at the beginning of season four, I was like, oh, it looks like season three was like had some pretty cool moments in it. What I would like to do, I would pay for another subscription service to take shows like Stranger Things and cut them down to like the relevant two and a half hours. Because this is what Griffin was <laughs> saying about the recap that opens the Obi-Wan series, right? It makes the prequels look good because it condenses all the salient plot points into like a five-minute montage. And you think, oh, that's really interesting. But when you watch it in the context of the movie, it's really boring. Really, really boring. We'll get, we'll get to Obi-Wan in one second. I got a little bit yeah. more. So it's first time in my life I quit a show and went back for the start of a new season. I have a feeling I'm going to get just as frustrated with season four of Stranger Things, but I am going to try to stick with it. Let's go back a couple of weeks. We're all caught up on Better Call Saul now, right? It's so good. I didn't know until you told me that there's now a mid-season hiatus. I thought we were going to get new episodes on Netflix every single week, and now it stops until July. And what an episode to end on. I think it's a brilliant show. I've said this before, and I stand by it. Can't form a final judgment until it's concluded, but I think this is probably a better TV show than Breaking Bad. I've said that from the beginning. I thought it was better than Breaking Bad, which you know pains me to do because of how I feel about prequels. And speaking of prequels. Yes. So, because we had a short final table on our final scoop stream, more on that later, I did get to watch the very first episode of Obi-Wan. I went in with pretty low expectations. I think that's the most important thing to say. And as such, I didn't hate it. In fact, I quite enjoyed it, and I certainly want to see more. I also quite enjoyed like the first 20 minutes of Obi-Wan was like really into it was kind of feeling the like the little Star Wars tingles and the like the sort of the tears welling up in my eyes for no reason for things that made me nostalgic. I will say I've watched the first 3 episodes and there are some very 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 stupid things in it and some things that really had scratch your head and make absolutely no sense and the older I get the harder it is for me to 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 let these things go. I'm interested to see what you see, what you think beyond the first episode. But when my girlfriend who like has very little basis of knowledge of star Wars is like, wait, but why didn't he, why didn't they just, and I'm like, yeah, that's that, that those are all valid complaints. Yeah. Well, look, we are going to be streaming the Sunday million again from this coming Monday, Monday nights. We're going to be there every single week. And this coming Monday, Griffin's going to be with us. So no doubt we'll be talking Obi-Wan. No doubt we'll be talking Top Gun Maverick. Do you think you'll get to see it this weekend? I don't know why I don't want to see it. I, it's really weird. I liked Top Gun a lot as a as a as a young man. I, I for some reason it's just like I, we got halfway to the movie theater yesterday and stopped off for something, and then we were like, uh, "Do you want to just go home and watch TV instead?" And we were like, "Yeah, let's just go home and watch TV." Huh. I don't know if it's just like how how weird it is out out you know being out now and all the shit that's going on in the world. We just didn't want to be out. I don't know. I'll try. I'm not. I, Okay. I, I, no okay. promises. But if you guys want to talk about it, go for it, because it'll be one of those things that I don't really care about. Sure. I, I imagine it will come up on Monday's live stream. Uh, and talking of live streams, we are here today to talk about Scoop. Just to be clear, I'm not even meant to be working today, and I imagine Her Majesty will be <laughs> very disappointed. Uh, so let's get on with it.
So, first thing to say, I promise you, you won't have to listen to this music again for another 11 months. <laughs> because we are done with the 2022 Spring Championship of Online Poker. And we are going to talk one last time about this series with our Scoop correspondent. He's got the looks. He's got the brains. He's Howard Swayze. Howard, good to see you again. Hello, hello. How you doing? Uh, Howard, I'm sure you are too busy to watch the live streams. For us, it was the scoop of short final tables. Pretty much consistently, Joe. Yeah, I mean, how how many... I don't know if you have these stats, Howard, but I'd be impressed if you did. I didn't prepare you, but how many of them were under four hours? How many of them were under three hours? Yesterday, I didn't even get a chance to finish my coffee. It's still, it's still right here. Look, there's I, this. I, I think we can all concede that the main event final table was an anomaly. But yes, most of our streams were around the three-hour mark. Only one, I think, was closer to the four-hour mark. And bear in mind... One of the replays we did, because there were some of the uh, mid-afternoon replays of some of the events that we weren't covering live, one of those was 26 minutes long. Now, granted, it was a 5K turbo, but even that seems a little bit ridiculous. Uh, Look, we're going to talk about the 10K main event final table in a moment. We've got a couple of guests to chat about that with. Um, Howard, what happened in the M and L? Because they both concluded after we'd finished. They did, uh, but only just in actual fact. The uh, low was also super quick. Uh, So that one actually only lasted about two and a half hours. I checked in like a little bit later and saw two main events were finished and I I couldn't believe it. Uh, I did watch a tiny bit of the stream, but not all of it. But anyway, yeah, that that one was also super quick. It was two Brazilians at the end of the low. Uh, Remember Mr. Havana, uh, our old friend Ica Onodera? So, you know, he came into the scene on Stadium Series. uh, Then he won a W Coupe and a Scoop this year. It's kind of funny because the scoop this year that he won was the W was the scoop kickoff and he was actually involved in the last hand in the main event too because he was heads up with a uh, fellow Brazilian called Goiano Vix who I'm told is a player called Fred Barros anyway uh, Barros won it but Onodera was right there at the end uh, Barros won 260k Onodera took 185k but remember that's a 109 buy-in so that was a huge fight that was a huge ROI for both of them but yeah so two this and a guy- half hours on that so this guy Onadero was bookended the entire scoop was yeah, like the gosh. first event to the last hand of the last event. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow. Incredible, huh? So yeah, he won the first one and was heads up in the last. Yeah. It's pretty good. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, and so the medium event was the only one which kind of was a little bit like main events that we're used to seeing. So there was a ton of money, obviously, and a lot of players that probably hadn't played for anything like this amount of money, much more cagey. Uh, but it went on for like more than four and a half, five hours, uh, and they did a four-way deal, actually. I mean, it just makes sense, to be honest, in these huge events. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they all locked up 330K, which was more than the original third was going to get. Uh, and then they played it out, and they actually went... Uh, the, a British guy called Pay the Table 101. He won it uh, for 509k, uh, half a million dollars from a 1k. I mean, that just says everything you need to know about Scoop, really. But yeah, a little bit of KG on on the medium. Let's talk about the series as a whole because you've been monitoring the stat tracker throughout the series. All 316 tournaments now done, complete, yes. finished. 
we are now done and dusted. Now, it's actually supposed <laughs> to be 318, but there was a few technical glitches the other night. So two of the smaller tournaments actually got cancelled halfway through. Everyone got paid out as normal, but we, we finished with 316 tournaments uh, and some fairly startling numbers, really. Uh, so there were 1.294 million entries. Oh, I'm uh, startled. Yep. <laughs> and uh, there were price pools of $96.1 million, a little bit short of the $100 million, but the guarantee was way less than that. Yeah. Uh, the first place payouts were $14.9 million. Uh, so obviously those main events paid the most and had the biggest pride pools, prize pools, but I just had a quick look at the numbers actually. Uh, so we had 11 tournaments with $1 million plus prize pools cool. and 37 tournaments where winners got more than uh, six figures. So obviously like plenty of second places, blah, 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 got more than six figures too, but there were yeah. 37 tournaments where their winners got more than uh, six figures. Okay. Let's complete the two main narratives that we've been following throughout the country's leaderboard and the player of the series leaderboard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've just been going on about it for the whole series, obviously. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. I mean, mm -hmm. they kind of took a couple of nights off. We talked about that on the stream. Yeah. But last night they came back and won six events. <laughs> I'm, pre <laughs> I'm pretty sure they. it's at least three times they won six tournaments, uh, which I mean is kind of crazy. Uh, so they've got through they ended up with 72 titles uh they smashed every single record that we have uh, 74 in fact sorry every single record that we've ever had uh now there's no point denying that russia's absence was obviously a big factor in this but even so that was like just completely ridiculous like i say it smashed all the previous records can i ask a question yep. about brazil howard and i don't want to put you on the spot here but were there any events where they won the low medium and high has that happened yet uh, I actually think they, that didn't happen this time. That has happened before. I'm, yeah, I've written about that before, but Just I don't think they year. did that this year. Yeah, I don't think they did that. I've got a feeling that Finland might have done it. Uh, I, I'm probably speculating a little bit there. No, I don't <laughs> think there was one where they won all three this year. I mean, okay. I can double check, but I'm not 100% sure about that. I, I think not, though. We, I think uh, we would have known if it had happened. That was just a question that occurred to me. Yeah, it's the, the kind moment. of thing I do tend to write about, any kind of like little uh, little patterns like that. But yeah, not this time. But I mean, they the, really early on in the series, we had that crazy final table where there were six Brazilians on there out of seven or something like that. Yeah, it was it was just completely dominant, absolutely completely dominant. And that's bigger, you know, they, they won more even than in the pre-Black pre Friday days where the USA used to win everything. Uh, I mean, it was actually pretty comfortable in the player of the series as well, um, at all levels. So we had Patrick Leonard. We've talked a lot about yes. him as well. So he crushed it in the coasted to the player of the series prize. Uh, I mean, he, he, he started, he kind of took over at the lead really early and then, and then just, you know, cruised all the way. He only actually won outright in one event, but Every single day when I was updating them, I was putting numbers onto his total, which means min cash, his final tables, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, uh, yeah, he, he keeps cashing left and right. He won 40 grand in total from the various leaderboards. Wow. And the best thing is he um, he pledged 15% of that to some charities pre-scoop pre, uh, starting. So that's a nice sort of six, 6K score going to worthy causes as well. Cool. I mean, there really wasn't a serious challenger to him in the uh, in the overall standings and in the medium standings, which he also won. And uh, Ole Shemian won the high. Yeah. And there wasn't really a challenger for him either. So he took a ton. And even in um, the low, there was this guy called Dart Serg. He didn't win an event, but he was 
head of the low leaderboards for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, he couldn't be caught either. So it was for once, it was not that competitive in those uh, leaderboards this time. And and Leonard took the most by a long way. Um, I'm interested. We talked about all the double and triple winners over the course of the 2022 series. Do those numbers track with previous scoops or was this year an anomaly for the sheer volume of multiple winners? Uh, I wouldn't say it was an, an anomaly, but it was the be- the most ever. So right. uh, yeah, we ended up with five three-time champions and eighteen doubles. Yeah, so <laughs> we we usually so on one and one of those are added on on the, on the final night as well. And um, we usually get into the teens for doubles, so that's not too surprising. I think we sort of had fifteen, sixteen before. Uh, but we've never had more than two triple winners uh, per year. So last year there were two triple winners the year before that there was a five-time winner and a three-time winner uh but yeah five three-time champions that's pretty unusual yeah i I don't know whether we'll see that again either because i was going to ask what for you was the standout moment of the series i know you admire great accomplishments and huge achievements what do you think was the greatest achievement that anyone Uh, did during the series two-hour main event final table can i say that no uh other than that we had uh, yeah i mean i really enjoyed finton getting his third win i put it that way so he's gone back to back to back and with the streamers you know all the streamers if you if you're going to show all your whole cards you're going to show all the mistakes you make all the little things that go wrong every time you suck out blah 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 that other people just don't you know don't have to show uh i mean it's part of the course part of the course obviously as a streamer but you know Winning, winning three scoops like that just goes to show that that's not a fluke from Finton. He, no. He's done really well this year, and uh, I, was, I was happy for him to see that. The other thing I'm kind of interested, I, I quite like, is the way we seem to be sort of moving into a new era with some new dominant forces. Because just think about the names who didn't win this year. I was looking through the list of, of previous kind of like dominant forces. So we had no Adrian Mateos, no Mike Watson, Jonas. No, Yussi Nevan Lina. Naza 114 didn't win one. Rui Ferreira didn't win one. Talal didn't win one. Dmitry Abanovich didn't win one. All of these guys usually win at least one or two. Uh, but they all drew a blank this time. And But look at the people who we do. We've got like Dejan Kalajerovic, Mr. Havana, Dinesh Out. These names are all coming up a lot and they have been coming up a lot in the sort of recent series we've doing. So perhaps we've got a, like a little changing of the guard and some new stars to look forward to over the next, uh, the next few series. Yeah, and, cool. I, and I like to see the way that these, uh, these new, new talents are coming through. I think my personal highlight of the series was your write-up of Finton's win, Howard, and your reference to him scaring his dog <laughs> as he dad danced around the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did. He's a, he's a, he, he will not stop dancing despite not really being all that good at it. But uh, anyway, no, he's always, uh, he always enjoys it. It's like the rest of us with poker. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah. Howard, I know that Joe and I appreciate your updates. I know the audience does as well. And I've enjoyed reading all your articles on the PokerStars blog as well. Uh, but now we have to put you back in your box until WK. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I'll be banging on the walls until that starts. So thanks for everything. I'll speak to you again. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. It's time for us to discuss that 10K Scoop main event as we welcome to the podcast, Ran Beriusi Chamas. How are you doing, Ran? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you for being here. I was afraid, you know, I wanted to book you right away. So I got in touch, you know, as we were down to like the last couple of teens of players. And then you ended up going out in 10th place. And I was afraid you're gonna be like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a part of me that had that feeling. I'm not gonna lie, but it only lasted around one hour. Thankfully. 
And and was it the grand total of your negative feelings only lasted an hour, or just that aspect? Like I, I, I I'm I'm sorry is what I'm trying to say. Like that sucks. <laughs> oh, are you taking blame for poker stars? Oh, wow, no, man. not not at all. Absolutely not. Never will. However, just at, a, at an emotional level, as a human being, that's got like, are are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm fine. Um, I've always recovered very quickly in those situations, just mostly because I think that life is still good after, right? It's just yeah. a poker tournament. There's a poker tournament all the time. So I just think of it this way and it helps me just process it much faster. And a 10th place finish is still not an insignificant amount of money. And also, I guess you have to look at the whole thing, right? And just the whole experience of playing three out of the four days of this MTT. Certainly from what you were saying in the chat as you were watching the stream while playing, you seem to be enjoying the experience and you clearly were getting a lot of support from viewers. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching Twitch for a very long time and all your broadcasts. And I was really following it because I, it gave me inf information on my opponents, but also uh, it made me like more motivated to really try my best to make the final table because I'm really trying to get more into the side of entertainment of in poker. And it really made me want to make the final table. So it did hurt even more when I missed out just by a little sure. bit. So wait, so... I, I totally get that as someone who myself, obviously, I, I understand wanting to be an entertainer, wanting to make a final table, not only for the money, but also sort of for the attention and the prestige of it. Um, but you weren't going to stream the final table anyway, right? Um, on the record, no, but I had a couple of ideas. Uh, I was planning to do some some silly things that I'm still saving for a big opportunity one day. Okay. Um, I was definitely planning to, though, um, because I realized that it would have been the biggest uh, Twitch record um, for a tournament that big. Um, I was probably going to wait until there's like maybe five people left or something like that and do it when I felt a bit more comfortable, like maybe if I had more chips or something like that. And so what is your what was your you, you mentioned that you watch all the streams, you're kind of a poker fan. What's your evolution from uh, whoever you were before all of this? Uh, to being what were you poker fan and then tried streaming video games and then and then switched to poker like in what order did things happen um i've been playing for half my life i would say and i always watched a lot of poker and kept up with everything and when i was in school um my main hobby was just poker so i always just spent a lot of time on it and since COVID, unfortunately, I wanted to get a bit more into um, streaming and poker specifically because I realized I really enjoy it. And from a um, for commentating and uh, entertainment uh, productions, that really appealed to me in the poker world because I think what what you guys do specifically is extremely interesting. You know, try to get more people to realize how beautiful this game is and how much fun and adrenaline there is in it. For sure. And who is Barry Uzi as a streamer? Like, what's your vibe? Are you funny? Are you serious? Are you intense? Do you dad dance like Finton? Do you cuss <laughs> at people like Lex? What's your vibe? Well, uh, I guess people can't see the video right now, but basically <laughs> I'm just a silly guy in his basement uh, with a monkey that plays poker and gets drunk sometimes and the, nice. the, the vibe is really just having fun really it's just doing silly stuff i want to show that like to play poker uh, at a high level and high stakes you don't necessarily need to be like the super focused nerd on strategies and stuff like That's that great. you can just be this like funky weirdo uh, it's a lot more interesting that way
Yeah. Now, obviously, when you first featured on the stream, we had those notes provided for us by Statrek, who wrote the following line. His mascot is a rooster god seen in his avatar. <laughs> when I read lines like that, I'm pretty sure I'm being trolled by my own team. But no, the rooster god is a thing. Please explain. Okay. Uh, well, again, there's no video, but for you guys, I did prepare this just so you understand. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, there is a rooster head that has just been placed over your actual skull equal parts yes. funny and terrifying too by the way like <laughs> roosters up close are like pretty fucking scary y yes they are um it's actually one of the reasons i i picked this as my mascot so um roosters if you see what they do to mice it's terrifying like they're they look like they're really not dangerous but once they go after some animals you're like oh my god this is terrifying and when I first started streaming, um, one of my friends told me, like, you need to have a mascot. You need to have something. I told him, OK, well, let's think of something that no one really uses. <laughs> and we couldn't really think of anything. And then we're like, OK, maybe let's make it rhyme with your name. They're like, OK, Ryan, Ryan, what can we find? We couldn't find anything. And then they're like, what if it rhymes with your family name? Shamus, also nothing. <laughs> then we took our, our my, my initials, RC. And what came up was Rooster. <laughs> which is also known as cock. <laughs> so, we were pretty drunk, but this made a lot of sense to us. <laughs> and I told him, wait a second, I actually have a mask. I have had this mask from Halloween for a long time. I'm like, oh my God, I have it. Like I should use it. And then it just, it just became a thing. I did it once on stream and then people start saying uh, rooster booster, which is like my shirt thing. Here. Yeah. And then, you know, we created a whole theme off of roosters giving me wins and luck and stuff like that. It, it's been a lot of fun because, like, now people just see me and they're like, oh, you're that rooster guy. And I have to be like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I mean, two things here. First of all, we now have a very clear insight into the type of stream you are. Secondly, that was a very long, very detailed description. You could have just stuck to we were drunk and we probably would have ended <laughs> yes. up with the same result. I, look, was, I liked yeah. hearing all the drunk steps along the way. They're like, Ryan the lion, no. Shamus the hamster, no. RC, rooster cock, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a bit of uh, intelligence somewhere deep in there when we're really drunk. So it, I'm glad it worked out. Well, I really liked your attitude of, hey, it's just a poker tournament. Hey, uh, you know, we'll be here again. Because when I get into situations like that, I'm just like, this will never happen again. I'll never have an opportunity like this again. This is once in a lifetime. So with you and your positive attitude, what what's next for you? Like, where, where are you, what are your goals having come so close to this? Like, what, what are you hopeful about for the future? Well, I want to really win a scoop or a w coop and i'm just very excited for any event that put out by poker star soon but um i'm going to be trying to play more live poker i've taken a long time away from it and i'm going to vegas soon for the world series and then i'm cool. going to try to a couple of apts um but i i've been in the past and i always tried too hard like i focused on it and it didn't go well and this time I'm planning to go as, you know, the persona that I've created, which is just being silly. Like you might see the rooster mask live on television a few times is basically what I'm trying to say. But there's nice. some other ideas I have in mind. I was actually going to say, if you make it to Barcelona, I expect to see that rooster mask. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I promise you. I w- if I go there, that is coming with me. <laughs> Just make sure you hydrate because it's pretty fucking hot in Barcelona. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm aware. I well, actually what- in Vegas in November, I did play with a mask on during the main event, uh, World Series, and that was. Uh, a lot of fun, but also pretty weird because people are just looking at me like this is a psycho, and I was, and I had to basically <laughs> play like a psycho, right, to to make it make sense. Wait, were you there in October? Yep. Oh yeah, I think I saw you. I think I <laughs> I think now I'm starting to put it together. I think I saw you and saw people talking about you. Yes, um, I definitely saw Ran at uh, at the at the Rio back last October. <laughs> well, look, con- congratulations on your tenth place finish in the Scoop main event, and we look forward to seeing you at the tables live and online in the near future. Great, thank you so much. Well, we have saved the best and most important until last. We are thrilled to be joined by the latest inductee to the Spring Championship of Online Poker Hall of Fame. It is the winner of the 10K Scoop main event. We say welcome, welcome Inferno, and congrats on your seven-figure score. Hello, guys. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for this nice introduction. We really appreciate you being with us. We know that, you know, for online poker players, maybe doing an interview isn't their favorite. Maybe, you know, staying anonymous is important. And it's just very cool of you to drop by and have a chat with us because we want to make sure that you get all the attention you deserve. In addition to $1.1 million, how does that feel? It feels really nice. (laughs) What I can say, yeah. It was a really great feeling. And yeah, uh, I, I, I do not feel super comfortable because it's about my English and it's, it's not so great. That's why I'm not used to do interview and I'm usually a bit nervous. I, 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 let's put it this way, when I, when I have to expose myself. So yeah, but I, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, to, well, to speak with you. No need to be nervous. No need to be nervous. Um, <laughs> The obvious question is, how on earth did you manage to do this in two hours and ten minutes? That final <laughs> table was so fast. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, the poker size helped me a lot. What I can <laughs> say, I was running like like a god. Like it was in the first thirty minutes, I believe it already knocked out like four players. It yeah. was a, a crazy spot like to be in, and I I ran um, amazing. Like I had. Every time when I uh, when I open, uh, someone uh, shove on me and I have a best of a super top hand. So it was th- that was uh, an easy part to 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 do my job to finish this this tournament like this this way. So that part was easy. What about the days leading up to it? The previous two days yeah that one uh, yeah it was a bit tougher uh, i mean it was a long grind and uh it, it was a bit uh harder than uh than the final table which i was like supposed to be a lot of uh decision hard decision like for hard for a lot of money yeah but uh fortunately for me it was not not the case so the the hard days was before like before final table and yeah it was a lot of a lot of uh grind a lot of time to to be focused and uh, i'm happy that i'm happy that i managed to to be there 
Yeah, I think that's why the final table was so surprising because those previous days had been so long, had been so intense. You kind of expected the final table to be just as tough and there to be loads of difficult decisions, but I guess there weren't. <laughs> yes, I was expecting the same way because uh, I think in the end of the first day I almost sleep like I was feeling oh when this day is end I am already too tired I feel like I want to sleep right now it was like yeah, 30 minutes too. before 30 minutes before the end of the day but uh, finally I managed not to sleep on <laughs> Uh, not uh, to get sleep on uh, during the play, which actually happened before one like a, a long time ago. Like I slept, uh, <laughs> was I, I was I was playing like I was uh, a day so, uh, too long, so I I get slept on the on the desk. Like it was, <laughs> but this time it was not not the case. So I'm happy that. Now you can afford an alarm clock. How did you wake back up when you fell asleep playing poker? I mean, it never happened. Ever. Uh, like after a few hours uh, when I was out of tournament without blinds. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the, uh, even the poker stars alert didn't wake you up from yeah but i don't i don't like that uh, i usually remove the sound of the oh. I, usually I, I listen music in my headphones i right. m- most of the time but uh, yeah sometime when if my play if, if my playlist is finished then the music stops so usually yeah th- that is a hard uh, uh, time if i'm super tired it is a problem well now i need to know what <laughs> music are you usually listening to it's like a techno or like a kind of like <laughs> it's kind of a hybrid aggressive motivational or something like that something in the in that spectrum like something for the warriors like I feel like when I when I play poker I feel like something I need to to be really at least for me it worked pretty well to be focused and for that kind of music like uh, kind of aggressive. Uh, Aggressive motivational, something like that. Nice. Techno, I'll take it. Aggressive music for an aggressive player. Um, Obviously, you didn't know how that final table was going to go. You came in as the chip leader. How were you feeling coming into the final day? What kind of preparations did you do? Uh, I tried actually to be like, I was visualizing myself. This was a dream like, since I start to play poker, to to be in this spot, and uh, I, it was like I tried to be as much uh, calm and relaxed, and to be uh, just prepared to be focused for a long grind. And uh, yeah, I tried to meditate and visualize myself to playing heads up, and I listen uh, a lot of uh, MP MP3 from uh, Joe. Uh, Elio Rowe, the, the mental coach. Oh. Yes, like I try. Yeah, yeah, I try to to be there to, yeah, be playing heads up and won the tournament. Well, Elliot Rowe's been a guest on this podcast before, and is actually a very good friend of one of our colleagues. Um, what were your thoughts on your opponents? It seemed like a pretty tough lineup at that final table, as I guess you'd expect in a 10k buy-in. Yes, of course. Uh, I try to actually I when I end up the the final day before like before uh, final table I try to 
Then I start to searching more about my opponents and to watch some replays about uh, about their final tables before to see if I can take up some some notice about them. I knew some players already before from before, and yeah, I try to to see what I can pick up and to help me in order to uh, take better decision with them. And uh, unfortunately, uh, no, fortunately it was. Uh, not the case. Like I didn't have too much hard, uh, really tough decision on the fitted, but I was prepared for for all kind of stuff. Uh, I guess speaking of preparation, how comfortable were you playing a 10k buy-in to begin with? You know, we, we there's lots of names we see over and over and over again in the five and 10ks, and yours isn't one that we've seen a whole bunch. Is this normal for you? Was this kind of taking a shot? What are your normal stakes? Uh, it's actually kind of normal. I, I'm usually play uh, this stake like for a long time, like. Uh, my account is new because I moved to to Austria like uh, two, two years ago, and that's why I have to build a new account on uh, for PokerStars.eu. But uh, yeah, I played before uh, this tournament, so I am playing usually cash game or high stake high stakes cash game on uh, live or different uh, sites. So it's not it's not something new for me, let's say. But okay. I still was uh, was a bit nervous. I had to say that uh, in, in some point I was I was a bit nervous, at least uh, on the end. I can Very imagine. Cool. So, two final questions: Because you play these stakes, does that mean all the money is going back into your bankroll, or do you have spending plans? No, usually uh, like uh, all the like. My bankroll is already built for uh, these stakes. I I feel that this is uh, extra for for such a, like all the earnings which it come from now. I'm trying to do some investment in different different other things like from right. real estate and so on. So yeah, this money it will go like I will keep for my bankroll whatever it's need and. The rest of money I'm usually investing in different. Don't spend kind of it stuff. all on. Don't spend it all on NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I actually I didn't start investing in NFT, but it it is in a, in my plan as well to get <laughs> okay. more. And my final question is: Can you describe your reaction? when that 10 hit the turn on the very final oh. hand? <laughs> uh, it was fun. I was, uh, I remember that I can't believe how, how, how this table was uh, uh, in, in such a favor for me. Like everything was, I was, <laughs> how, how, how can I lose? I was, I had the feeling, wow, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, whatever I, I do, it, I, I will end up uh, uh, winning the hand, what it was, yeah, a relief, uh, a relief uh, sentiment, and was a really nice feeling to see that. I, I on the end, I I won the tournament, and yeah, it was a dream achieved. So I was, I was really happy. Well, congratulations once again for being the 2022 Scoop High Buy-in Main Event Champion, and thank you once again for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much for all the nice words and hope we see you again. Maybe who knows the, after after a big uh, one event in the future.
One final piece of business before we close out this episode of Poker in the Ears. It is, of course, our superfan segment. And for that, we need a superfan. And that means we say hello to Chris Robinson. Hello, Chris. Hey, James. Nice to see you guys. How are you? What's up, Chris? Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Where are you coming from today? Where are you piping in from? I'm uh, from the greater Toronto area, actually, in uh, beautiful Ontario, Canada. Excellent. We love Toronto. We love Ontario. What would you typically be doing on this fine morning, if not on a podcast with us? Uh, either getting the kids out to school or uh, getting ready to go to work. And that's the question, right? Where and how do you work? Well, for the last two plus years uh, in this uh, very area, actually. (laughs) And what is it that you do? Uh, I'm a merchandising project manager with uh, Home Depot Canada. Cool. Merchandising project manager. What does that mean? You make hats and t-shirts for Home Depot? Uh, we, we make sure the uh, the new products get on the shelf that uh, everybody's uh, very quick to buy at this time. What's on, what's on sale right now? What's a hot deal at Home Depot? <laughs> Pretty well anything right now in uh, hardware, seasonal, or, or anything else that's deck and fence related, it seems. How's the, one more question. I'm so sorry. How's the price of wood right now? Thankfully, it's getting a little bit better, but it's, uh, it's still not as cheap as it was three years ago. So <sighs> Okay. You ask the most random things. Uh, as uh, a guy with a full-time job and a family, Chris, how much time do you have to play poker? Or do you find yourself mostly watching from the sidelines? Probably only about 15, 20, 25 minutes a day. So I typically spend my time either on the, the cash streets or you know, a quick set and go or a quick spin and go. Cool. That's cool. That's cool that you care enough to get in. If it was only fifteen or twenty minutes a day, I'd be like, ah. But it's cool that you like the game enough to get to get like a little, a little bit in. Uh, Got to keep sharp. You know, you never know when a big opportunity will come up, and uh, have to be ready to to Ooh, go. So. Great and segue. Here comes your big opportunity, Chris, <laughs> because we're going to give you the chance to win a one hundred nine dollar Sunday Million ticket, which will hopefully involve you investing your Sunday afternoon and your Monday afternoon as well <laughs> on your course to victory on our live stream. Uh, your specialist subject, the World Series of Poker main event. Now. I think, and bear in mind, I don't want to criticize the guy because he's been very busy for the last three and a half mm-hmm. weeks. There may have been a slight miscommunication because Statric has done general World Series of Poker history trivia rather than just focusing on the main event. But I think you'll be okay. I think if you've got a basic knowledge of the WSOP, you'll be okay. Okay. Well, hopefully that uh, doesn't throw me for too much of a loop, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Chris? Okay. I still like your chances. <laughs> Remember who your opponent is, Chris. Uh, well, that's the whole point, right? It's about getting by Joe. It's not about how much you know. Is do you know more than Joe does? Correct. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there are 10 questions, and I need a number between 1 and 10. I debated about going against the norm, but I thought ultimately I don't want to break trends, so I guess we're going to have to go with 7. Okay. Who won World Series of Poker Player of the Year in 2021? So we have our first question that's not actually specifically about the main event. It's a good thing that I know this one because he is trolling Phil like mad on Twitter right now. It is Joshua Aria. It is for two points. God damn it. Okay, Joe, any number other than seven? 
Just let me pick one I know. God, I hate the pressure. I hate the pressure of having... Uh, give me... I'll take number 10. Number 10. What was Amarillo Slim's real name? Oh, man. What was Amarillo Slim's real name? Multiple choice options available, of course. Am I going to be so mad when I hear that I should have remembered it? I'll take the choices. Is it Robert Furlong, Walter Pearson, Brad Hamilton, or Thomas Preston? When I heard Robert Furlong, I thought that was it. That What was the second choice? Walter Pearson. When I heard Walter Pearson, then I thought that was it. But then when I got to Preston, Amaro Slim Preston is his real name. Correct for one point. Uh, to be honest with you, I knew the Preston. I wouldn't have known that it was Thomas. Chris, seven and ten have gone. You can have any other number. Uh, let's go number five. Number five. Who won the first ever World Series of Poker main event? Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss for two points. You have a 4-1 lead, but Joe, it's your question. He got a main event overlap question there, so I'm good. I'm glad for Chris there. Uh, <laughs> question, I'll take the lowest number available, please. That'll be number one. In yes. which year was the World Series of Poker created? And I'm going to give you a clue. There was a big anniversary not that long ago. 1979. Hold on. I feel like I was at that anniversary. He was. And I, and I would have. So, 1969. 1970. So close. Damn it. Only one year out. How would I have been at the World Series in 2020? There wasn't even one. Um, I think it was the 50th edition in 2019, right? No! Oh, <laughs> Two, three, four, six, eight, or nine, Chris. We'll go number nine. Number nine. In which year did Phil Helmuth win the World Series of Poker main event? Ooh. No getting answers from your dogs. I was going to say... How many animals are giving you assistance right now? <laughs> They're two floors up, and they're still making their voices known. Um, <laughs> Phil won the main event in 1989. He did for two points, and you're up 6-1. Joe, two, three, four, six, or eight. Two, please. Which player has the most World Series of Poker bracelets of all time? Phil Helmuth Jr. Correct for two points. And the bonus question, how many does he have? 15. Incorrect. 16. Uh, I'm going to give you question four, Chris, because it's the only other question which has a bonus. Okay. Which player won the most amount of money for their first place finish in the World Series main? Jamie Gold. It was Jamie Gold for two points. And the bonus question, what year was his win? Ooh. It was right before Black Friday. I want to say it was 2006. I don't know if that's it. Are you going with 2006? We'll go with 2006. Don't go with 2006. That was the answer. Out, you get the bonus <laughs> points. Uh, and it was $12 million. And 
it was right before the UIGEA. It wasn't Black Friday that then caused oh, the prize money to come That's down. Right. It was the other thing. Uh, That's right. Three, six, or eight, Joe? I'm so mad. I'm running so... I actually should have known some of these answers, but I'm running bad at questions, too. Uh, three. Question three. In what year were World Series of Poker bracelets introduced for the winners? I'll take the choices. 1970, 1976, 1980, or 2000? 1980. 1976. Your final question, Chris. You can have six or eight. We'll go number eight. In which year did Joe Carter win the World Series of Poker main event? I'm fucking. I'm on stone tilt right I'll now. I'll take the choices so, this time. I'm so mad. Okay, 2003, 2007, 2009, or 2012. I think it's 2009. It was 2009 for a single point. That's a not Joe's Chris's dog barking. That's me. That's how fucking <laughs> how full of rage I am right now. Well, Joe, your question is about Chris Moneymaker. What were Chris's hold cards on the winning hand in 2003? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Would you like to take the multiple choice options? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it doesn't fucking make a difference. I mean, it's only one of those famous hands of all time that's been played time and time again. Jack-10, 5-4, 9-8, or Ace-King? You know, I've never watched it. Are you seriously telling me you've never seen that winning moment? You've never seen that hand? I mean, I've seen him hug Dan Goldman, but I don't think I've ever seen the hand itself. You're a disgrace. 9-8. No, it was 5-4. A measly three points for Joe Stapleton. Ten points for our superfan, Chris Robinson. Uh, no fretting, no concern about the format of the quiz being slightly different to what you were expecting, Chris. You are a winner. You're going to get the Sunday Million ticket, and you're going to get some PokerStars merch. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, guys. You Chris, you, se you seem like a nice guy. I'm, I'm, my rage is slowly dissipating <laughs> over having lost this. I hope you go deep in whatever uh, Sunday Million you choose to play. Well, uh, well, I guess, I guess the, uh, the the tweet that was uh, that we sent to James yesterday worked. I guess at the end of the day. So was it? I'm sorry. How did I miss it somehow? Well, knowing that I was coming on the podcast today, my. Um, my, my cards chat friends uh, sent a, a James a tweet to James last night, just making sure you were uh, you were nice and primed for a quiz today, and it, uh, I guess it got through to you, so I appreciate it. I was, yeah, whatever. You you got the typical stapes running as bad as humanly possible. In addition to him being an idiot, congratulations. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right, my babies, that's just about all the time we have got for this week's show. Discord? Can yeah. we tell people to get involved in the Discord? We've taken a little break because we've been busy, but I'm ready to start clacking away again. Absolutely. And it's not just for us. It's for the whole world of PokerStars, including all of our Twitch streamers, including PokerStars Learn. Uh, it's all on the same server, the PokerStars Discord server, and there is a link in the podcast description. I know I say this every week. doesn't require any downloads. You can access Discord via a web page. Just create an account, 
join the Pokestars server. And of course, we are going to direct you towards the dedicated podcast channels where you can join the conversation. You can apply to be a super fan. You can make suggestions of what you want to hear about on the show or any ideas for guests you might like us to interview. Just general conversation. Uh, we really want to interact with you guys. We love your feedback in all seriousness. Everyone, even if you're already on Discord, please let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Uh, really shape the future of the show because your feedback is really, really important. And for heaven's sake, if I have to bribe you to do it and maybe just award some random Ooh. posters and PokerStars merch, maybe I'll do it. I'll confirm the details on that next week. Ooh, all right. Also coming up next week, it's the state of the Platinum Union. We just spent a couple of weeks on online poker. Let's spend a week focusing on the big live events we've got coming up, including who's won Platinum Passes, maybe some information on how you might be able to win some more Platinum Passes, all sort of culminating. We're all looking ahead toward that next PSPC. Yes. We've Our last state of the Platinum Union was just before lockdown hit in early March 2020. Bear in mind, during that time, we've still been qualifying people for the same PSPC. We've now confirmed where and when it's happening, January 2023, in the Bahamas. So now we need to press the reset button, Joe, and kind of catch up with where things stand. Yes. Uh, and speaking of new PSPC, the old PSPC, old, the original PSPC, the TV shows are making their way to YouTube. So for the rest of the world that hasn't seen them yet, I know people want to see them. They are airing imminently. Absolutely. So they were on UK TV. They were on Canadian TV. They were on American TV. There's a very good chance that people have seen them already. I like to think of it as a way to relive the PSPC. Even if you've seen them once before, I think it's worth checking them out. Over the course of June and July, that series will be making its way to the Pokestars YouTube channel. So I guess we can preview that basically lots of PSPC related stuff on next week's podcast yeah and as long as we're talking PSPC and discord if you guys happen to rewatch those shows and there's a character from early on and from the early couple of episodes that maybe you want to have on the show I haven't seen them for a while and if you want to hop on the discord and be like oh it'd be interesting to talk to so and so I would love to hear those suggestions because we are still looking for a couple of uh, PSPC related guests and we're also looking for a super fan. So I put a shout out to try and fill the last few shows of this run. Uh, Marco Biondi is going to be here next week. And he's answering questions about the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, nice. But we still need a super fan for our next Poker Movie Monday. We're going to be recording this episode in the middle of June. The Man with the Golden Arm is the film we'll be discussing with Frank Sinatra and Kim Novak. It's been on our radar for some time. We're finally going to watch it. We're finally going to review it. And we need someone to apply on Discord to be the superfan for this show. The carrot is three, not one, not two, but three $109 Sunday million tickets. All right, use the Discord, get involved. But for now, that is all the time we have got for this week's show. Until next time. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Yeah.